What is the best sign possible that the Grizzlies' preseason opener went better than expected? DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain were so hot from three that they caused the sprinkler systems to go off for some reason in the FedEx Forum. The, the stadium was, was evacuated, and the game ended after three quarters. That is correct. The Grizzlies win their preseason opener that only lasts three quarters. We're going to talk about a fun yet unique night to start off the preseason for the Grizzlies. Plus getting to DeAnthony Melton's player preview here on this edition of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Here we go. You are Locked On Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A wonderful Wednesday to you, wherever you are, wherever you are listening and wherever you are watching. Hope you're having a great start to your day. Now, I don't know if you're like John Moran, who stated yesterday that he doesn't need coffee to get his day started off. But if you do, I hope that you're enjoying it with this edition of Locked on Grizzlies, whether it be via podcast, wherever podcasts are available, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to listen to podcasts, that's where we will be. Or obviously now on YouTube, our first full week going very well here on YouTube. Certainly hope that everybody who's enjoying the new Locked on Grizzlies YouTube channel is getting their day started off right with Locked on Grizzlies as well. You can find the show at Locked on Grizz on Twitter, myself at StatsSAC. Make sure if you listen to the podcast, listen, review, subscribe, let us know what you think of the show. And also when it comes to YouTube, Hit that subscribe button below. It lets us know you like the show, allows for the show to be available to others who enjoy great Grizzlies content, and obviously it makes the overall experience for the show as great as possible. Once again, if you're new to the show, my name is Sean Coleman. You can see it right here. Credential media member with the Grizzlies have been covering the Grizzlies for over four years with the great group over at Grizzly Bear Blues and your host here at Locked On Grizzly. So I, I wasn't telling a lie at the beginning of the show. Though DeAnthony, but the two truths do exist. DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain were phenomenal shooting the three last night. However, it may not have been the direct cause, but yes, in last night's game to open up the preseason for both the Grizzlies and the Bucks, the Grizzlies were ahead 87 to 77 by the end of the third quarter. But for some reason, the the sprinkler system went off. Something set the sprinkler system off. That set the fire alarms off. And also, it caused the stadium to be evacuated. And TNT and, you know, the, the Grizzlies coverage, all that, you know, they were there for a while, over an hour, trying to figure out whether or not the game would continue. Uh, just shortly after the game, after the two uh, players had been, you know, removed from the court, the stadium had been evacuated, the Bucks players, their coaching staffs, they were all coming out of the locker room with chicken wings, just clearly showing that they felt the end of the game was over, but it took over an hour for the game to be called, but it eventually was, and though it was a pretty unique night, Taylor Jenkins talked about it as well, just something you couldn't foreshadow, it was a great start to the Grizzlies preseason, an 87-77 to victory over the Bucks. Now, yes, Giannis, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, 
None of them played. So obviously, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But just because the Bucks did not have their best players available, that shouldn't take away from this preseason getting off to a great start for the Grizzlies. And obviously, just as where everything starts when it comes to Memphis, it begins with John Morant. Obviously getting off to a great start, passing the basketball well, shooting the basketball well, scoring at will, 27 points, 6 assists, four rebounds on the night, an overall outstanding performance from Jaw. Obviously, with the three players I mentioned for the Bucks not in the game, Jaw Morant stood out as the best player. But yes, while that should be the case, it was the case. And that's the big takeaway. Jaw being able to score at will, obviously being able to dictate the success of the game. When he was on the court, the Grizzlies clearly were in control, and it was an outstanding effort from Jaw Morant. But it wasn't just Jaw Morant. The thing that stood out also about the Grizzlies was the starting lineup. Jaw, Desmond Bain, DeAnthony Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. Now, obviously, Dylan Brooks was out of the game last night due to, they, they said that it was due to thigh soreness, but obviously we also know he's working his way back, though he seems to be at full health. He's working his way back from wrist injury, so the Grizzlies have no reason to push him right now with the full season, with the regular season still two weeks away. But with Dylan out, the thing that really stood out about the starting lineup is that it was Jaw, DeAnthony Melton, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Stephen Adams. We talked on yesterday's show about how there may be a development where Kyle Anderson comes off the bench. And the fact that Kyle was coming off the bench, even though Dylan was out, and both Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton was starting, though it's just the first preseason game, that may have been a little bit of a nudge, a little bit of an indication as to where Coach Taylor Jenkins' mindset is right now as to who his starting lineup will be. It seems Jaw, Jaron, and Steven Adams are certainly in there. You have to assume Dylan is as well, but Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton both starting. It seems to be as if one of those two may be the fifth starter for the Grizzlies, and both players did all that they needed to do to show that they both are in the mindset of wanting to earn that fifth starter spot. DeAnthony Melton was Mr. Do Something once again. It's as if he didn't take any time off, didn't miss a beat. 18 minutes, 14 points, four threes, four rebounds, three assists, three steals all over the place on both ends of the court. We'll discuss that a little bit more in detail later on in the show. But Desmond Bain also really produced well as a, on his end also combined Desmond Bain were, I believe, seven to ten for three. That may have been six to ten for three. But early on, we talked about it yesterday with Desmond Bain. If the goal for Taylor Jenkins is to get off to as many good starts shooting the three in as many games as possible, this type of production from Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Mountain early in the game is going to be a really awesome compliment to John the backcourt and is really going to get the Grizzlies going early in games, which should help them win many games this year. So the shooting performance from both Bain and Melton to go along with Melton's overall activity really showed that the Grizzlies are in a good spot at their two guard position and that both Melton and Bain are ready to step up in more featured roles and deliver. Another thing that really stood out last night concerning the other foundation piece for the Grizzlies, a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr was his defense. Now, on offense, there was a bit of a struggle, and I will say, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll go ahead and say it now. I wouldn't be surprised if it does continue to take Jaron a little bit of time to get his shooting stroke back and to get some consistency offensively. But last year, I've talked about it a lot this offseason, Jaron Jackson's turnover-producing plays on defense, and especially his blocks, those rates skyrocketed last year. Well, to last night, in 21 minutes, 
three blocks. Improved rebounding. Though there were four fouls in those 21 minutes, you could clearly see Jaron was making an impact inside. He was altering shots, blocking shots, getting rebounds. He was consistently making a difference. He was making an impact on the defensive end, and you want to see that type of activity from Jaron. Again, as I discussed a few weeks or a week or so ago, uh, when I wrote about it over at Grizzly Bear Blues, talked about it here on Mocked on Grizzlies, you're talking about a top 10 defense from the Grizzlies last year. But now if you can get DeAnthony Melton more minutes on the court, wrecking havoc on the perimeter, and you could have Jaron Jackson Jr. doing what he did in this game and what he did last year in the post, that could make this defense even more effective. And both players show tonight just to the extent what that could look like. So though Jaron's offense left a little bit to be desired, his defense certainly stand up, stand it out. And his tag team partner in the front court, Stephen Adams, he also made an impact. There was certainly an enlightening experience, if you will. Stephen Adams showing his best Mark Gasol impression with the high post bounce passes. Several opportunities where Stephen Adams was able to find the right cutter on a bounce pass led to three overall assists, but plenty of other opportunities. Though he recorded just three assists, there were three or four other opportunities where Stephen Adams made a good pass. It just did not convert to points. But the other big key for Stephen Adams was the fact that he was consistently in the midst of rebounding opportunities. Six offensive rebounds on the night, 10 overall, plenty of others that he just didn't get the chance to grab, but that he got his hands on. So him making that impact as a rebounder, him making the impact on defense, cleaning up the boards and as a true rim presence to support Jaron, but also the potential for him to be an unexpected source of playmaking. You saw all that tonight. Certainly seems as if Steven Adams feels comfortable in the Grizzly system, and that was encouraging to see as well. And then, of course, Zaire Williams, though his overall numbers weren't necessarily that great, there were several instances in which Zaire Williams simply seemed like he belonged. And there were a couple of instances, though they didn't count, where he certainly seemed to have a shooting stroke that's going to translate hopefully better than many anticipate in his first season in the NBA. That certainly was on display as well. So I know there have been several players that I mentioned, but the reason why is because several of these Grizzlies players stood out, stepped up, and delivered. If there was one potential negative from the night, it's the fact that Brandon Clark didn't see the court. And that's something that certainly is uh, not so encouraging. You are expecting for him to certainly get some playing time at some point. But the fact that he didn't see the court and the fact that, you know, if Kyle Anderson is going to the bench, if he's not in the starting lineup, it makes the likelihood of both Tillman and Brandon Clark, Xavier Tillman and Brandon Clark, having significant minutes on this team, it's going to make it harder for that to occur if Kyle Anderson's coming off the bench. And right now it seems like Tillman has the upper hand in that conversation. So a lot of positives, certainly some significant developments. We'll see if they carry over to the second preseason game on Thursday. But overall, a very encouraging start for the Grizzlies going from the preseason to the regular season and really exciting for them to get off to a great start, even though they only played three quarters last night. Well, let me tell you this. If you're talking about different seasons, obviously the summer's over. It's still the fall, but here in the Mid-South, especially in the South, you know, the warm temperatures don't stop just because the calendar changes to fall. And though some of us may, or the majority of us may certainly enjoy that, for some of us, 
you may suffer from excessive sweating. And if that's the case, I've got something that really could help you out, and that's sweat block wipes. Doctor created and doctor recommended. Works for up to seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If it doesn't work, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. It's been a bestseller on Amazon, including right now being the number one Amazon antiperspirant seller in the antiperspirant category. Wear what you want to wear again with confidence. This should be a part of anybody's toiletry bag. And the great thing is you can find sweat block wipes in many different places. Find it at CVS, find it on Amazon, or obviously if you go to sweatblock.com right now, you'll get 20% off your next order by using the promo code locked on. That's using the promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order of sweat block wipes. Now, Certainly need to check out Sweat Block Wipes. But while we are changing seasons from summer to fall, of course, that means that fantasy sports are coming back as well. You're probably already in the midst of your fantasy football season. Well, if you play fantasy football on Sleeper, you also need to check out Sleeper's version of fantasy basketball. Because in 2018, the experts at Sleeper figured out how to fix what was broken about fantasy basketball. Gone are the days where you set daily lineups, but it doesn't matter because your opponent just simply had more players playing that week. With Sleeper, you get game picks. It's the opportunity for you to choose one game, one game each week that will count for your starters, and that'll keep the playing field even. It adds strategy as to which game you need to choose for the starter based off where they're playing, who they're playing against, are they hot or are they cold, but it also allows for you to, while it's fun to be strategic, it also allows for you not to have to go through the daily grind that seems irrelevant. Check out Sleeper today for all your fantasy basketball fun. I can personally tell you I've enjoyed it. I had a lot of success in my fantasy basketball league through Sleeper last year. Check it out yourself. I feel that you'll enjoy it as well. Listen, we can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but a couple of different options to enjoy for your second listen. Obviously, check out the Locked On NBA podcast for the latest around the NBA, but make sure to also check out with the with the preseason going on, NFL going on, baseball playoffs now happening as well. Check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. They're going to give you the best information they can on the best bets of the day. Check out either the Locked On NBA or Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast or here on YouTube as well. So obviously we've talked about John Morant and we've talked about Desmond Bain in our player preview series. But if we're going to continue to talk about the backcourt, we've really got to get excited about talking about DeAnthony Melton. Obviously a big narrative from last year when it came to the Grizzlies. If there was a source of negativity or source of questioning when it came to Taylor Jenkins, it was trying to figure out why Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain were clearly getting more playing time than DeAnthony Melton? Because the answer may seem obvious. It may seem as if the reason why, with Taylor Jenkins' preference on shooting, he's going to go with the better shooters. And I think it's fair to say that both Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain are more, na are more naturally talented shooters than DeAnthony Melton. But I think that this also takes away from the fact from just how successful DeAnthony Melton was shooting, especially from three last year. But of course, with DeAnthony Melton, the biggest reason why people were questioning why he's not getting more playing time was because of his impact on defense. We talked about, you know, last week when I talked about him and Jaron being added to the team's defense, I went into detail about just how impactful DeAnthony Melton is when it comes to defense. He said it on media day. That is where his focus is. That is where his love is. It's making a defensive impact. We look last year at Matisse Thibel, who at 20 minutes a game made a second team, got you know recognized as being a part of the 
All-NBA second defensive team because of how good he was at creating turnovers. Well, over the past two years, there's been nobody in the NBA other than Matisse Thybul who's been as good at frequently creating steals than DeAnthony Melton. And I point that out because if DeAnthony Melton were to become available in a more featured role, you could see him having that type of impact. It will be the second straight year the Grizzlies have a top 10 defense if they do it again this year. And if DeAnthony Melton has that type of impact like he had uh, tonight, three steals in 18 minutes, you could see him building up a resume like Thibel did last year. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it certainly could. But certainly the biggest impact, the bi the best part, the most advantageous part of DeAnthony Melton's game, obviously, is his defensive impact. But I don't want that to take away from the offensive strides that he made last year. Out of nowhere, DeAnthony Melton became one of the Grizzlies' best three-point shooters. As a matter of fact, when it came to pull-up shooting, only four Grizzlies players averaged one or more pull-up threes per game. Of those four players, DeAnthony Melton had the high, had the best three-point percentage and effective field goal percentage. In other words, you could make an argument that DeAnthony Melton was the Grizzlies' best pull-up shooter last year. He talked about that on media day. He wants to add to his offensive game of getting to the rim more, getting free throws, but also to continuing to create his own threes. What I feel statistics show DeAnthony Melton was the Grizzlies' best pull-up three-point shooter last year. He also was one of the most productive bench three-point shooters in the league, ranking among the top 10 to 12 in both three-pointers off the bench last year and three-point percentage. But that's the thing about DeAnthony Melton. You know, we talk about, you know, games or, or box scores like tonight. We, again, 14 points, four threes, four rebounds, three assists, three steals. We talked about it last year. There were many nights in terms of DeAnthony Melton coming off the bench where he set a historic night or had a rare level of production for a player off the bench across the board because of how much he did to contribute to winning outside of just scoring, but shooting threes, steals, blocks, assists, what have you, there were many nights that the stat line of DeAnthony Melton is something we rarely saw before from a bench player. And that's why he earns the nickname Mr. Do-Something, because DeAnthony Melton, I'm not saying that he's an unprecedented type of player. I'm not saying that he's something the league has never seen before. But the type of impact that he makes is certainly not common. What I mean by that is this, is that last year, DeAnthony Melton became the first player in NBA history to shoot 40% or better from three while also having a steal rate above 2.5% and a block rate above 2.5%. Two rates, both steal and block, that for a guard is elite in terms of a guard's ability to create turnovers consistently. He was the only one in NBA history to ever do that. You know, for players who had played at least a thousand minutes in a season, and also those who had had more than 10 three pointers. But that goes to show the impact that not only the impact that the Anthony Melton makes, but how unique and rare it is. I call him a three and T player, in my opinion, last year. He can shoot the three, obviously, but he's so good at creating turnovers. We talk about these three and D guys all the time. Well, that's the Anthony Melton. 
from his production last year, but it's in a bit of a different form with how well he creates turnovers. And that's why when it comes to DeAnthony Melton, the biggest storyline for him this season goes beyond just him being coming in a more featured role. He should be playing 25 minutes a night. Again, I mentioned it. In the 20 games that DeAnthony Melton has played 25 or more minutes for the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are 12-8 and eight over the past two years. Melton should be playing. 25 or more minutes as many times as possible this season. But it's not just because of his defense. It's the fact that it seems as if he certainly can sustain his offensive success from last year. And if it is going to be in a bench role, if, if Desmond Bain is the one who's going to start, and perhaps you've got Kyle Anderson coming off the bench, well, now the Grizzlies really have one of the best one-two duos in the league when it comes to defensive production. Not only DeAnthony Melton and Kyle Anderson's improving shooting the three last year, but the impact they can make on defense is going to be even more impactful against the second units of other teams. So, yes, DeAnthony Melton makes most of his impact through defense. That's what stands out about his game. He wants that to stand out because he's so passionate about creating an impact there. But I do think that there needs to be certainly credibility also spotlighted onto how much value he can create offensively. And I think that, la that last night certainly showed there's a good chance he can sustain his success from three last year. And if he does that this year in a more featured role, that's going to be a great development for the Grizzlies. And the reason why is because the Anthony Melton then becomes someone you can use in a variety of ways to create advantages, especially more competitive teams. I'll get into that. Into just a set in, in just a second. But I do feel that it's fair to say it's a good bet that DeAnthony Melton will see his minutes per game amount go up this season. But if you enjoy wagering and betting on other things besides the playing time of DeAnthony Melton, I can tell you the place to go is betonline.ag. Listen, football is back, base basketball is starting up, the baseball playoffs are here. So many different things to enjoy when it comes to betting and wagering on sports. And BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro, college, and football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your favorite sports, Bet online where the game starts. Visit betonline.ag today. On tomorrow's Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we'll talk a bit about the Grizzlies' second preseason game as they head to Charlotte. Really exciting matchup, not only between John Morant and LaMelo Ball in the, in the location of an NBA team that's closest to where John Morant is from, but also a matchup of two of the better young cores in the NBA. Again, if you live in the South when it comes to the NBA, having LaMelo Ball in Charlotte, having Jalen Suggs in Orlando, Trey Young now in Atlanta, John in Memphis, Zion in New Orleans, it's a lucky time to be in the South if you're an NBA fan in this region. And we'll see two of the biggest reasons why going and playing tomorrow 
in Charlotte. It should be a lot of fun. We'll make sure to have that information for you. And we're also going to get into the season preview for Kyle Anderson. If he does come off the bench, how could that impact his value? Obviously, in what is a walk year, the final year of his contract, what does his role look like this year? And how could it potentially impact whether or not he stay long, stays long-term with the Grizzlies? We'll look at that tomorrow on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. So obviously, we all know why DeAnthony Melton, you know, should get a bigger role. You know, I know that um, uh, uh, um, Keith Parrish over at uh, uh, Fast Break Breakfast, he's talked about it a lot. Many across the nation have talked about DeAnthony Melton. Kashya Medvedovsky, the creator of the Darko prediction metric, said DeAnthony Melton was the most improved player last year. So many outside of the Grizzlies obviously have been campaigning for a while for DeAnthony Melton to have a bigger role. And perhaps, and obviously Grayson Allen being traded and um, Taylor Jenkins starting him last night, it seems like everything possible that needs to be there to suggest that good things will come from DeAnthony Melton getting more playing time that could be there are there. And hopefully the Grizzlies are finally listening. But a more featured role for DeAnthony Melton does not necessarily mean he will be starting. And if he's not starting, that doesn't necessarily mean that his role is going to be disappointing. And the reason why that is, is because the Grizzlies, Taylor Jenkins really feels with this roster that getting off to the best start possible, shooting the basketball, is what is going to put this team in the best position to win from the start. Last year's numbers proved that with Grayson Allen and Desmond Bain shooting the ball like they did in the first quarter of games. And when the Grizzlies got off two really good shooting starts, that was one of the best ways for them to have a good chance of playing a full 48 minutes and winning the ball game. But the thing about it that stands out in terms of DeAnthony Melton is just because he's not starting does not mean that he's in a more featured role. For me personally, it's not necessarily that the most important thing is for DeAnthony Melton to start. For me, it's in high leverage and, and fourth quarter situations at the end of the game, especially in close games or especially in games against more competitive or more talented teams. That's when I want DeAnthony Melton on the court. I've said it a few times over the offseason. My ideal closing lineup for this Grizzlies roster this season would be Jaw, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and Jaron Jackson Jr. for a multitude of reasons. Number one, in my opinion, you've got the five best players currently on this roster in terms of overall talent in Jaw's case and two-way talent in the other's case. Number two, you've got very good shooting potential with four shooters around Jaw. But to me, the biggest reason why is not only are you playing to your biggest advantage of having your uh, your five most impactful talents on the court at the same time, you're also playing to your biggest strength because the quartet of DeAnthony Melton, Jaron Jackson Jr., Kyle Anderson, and Dylan Brooks defensively supporting Jaw, that is a really good setup for good things to happen for Memphis. So while DeAnthony Melton may not start, there's more sense, especially with what Taylor Jenkins prefers, for Desmond Bain to start games. I think the bigger thing, the bigger aspect of the roster or of the rotations or the lineups that you know are utilized during games, I think the bigger area to concentrate on to really gain 
the hope or really gain the satisfaction that Melton's role is growing. It's becoming more featured. Is he on the court more in high leverage and closing situations? Because yes, his defense certainly will make an impact. We saw it many times last year where he made key stops or produced key turnovers in the second half of games to bring the Grizzlies back or extend leads. But once again, while his defense is the biggest reason why you want him on the court, his offense complementing his defense is also extremely important. The reason why, DeAnthony Melton was one of the best fourth quarter three-point shooters in the league last year. Of all the players in the NBA that attempted 60 or more fourth quarter threes last year, DeAnthony Melton was sixth among that group in three-point field goal percentage. He attempted 61 threes in the fourth quarter last year. He made 30 of them. Good for 49% from three. So if Taylor Jenkins still wants a shooting presence to be out there, he's got one of the guys last year who was one of the best in the NBA of doing it during the fourth quarter. And so that's why I feel if it develops, if it's determined that DeAnthony Melton is going to sustain his shooting success from last year, there he has the best case possible to be out there with Jaw, Jiren, and Dylan of anyone besides Kyle Anderson. That should be the Grizzlies' closing lineup. Jaw, DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Kyle, and Jiren. Your defense is at its best. You have enough shooting to support Jaw, and then you let Jaw make his difference with the likelihood that you're getting the stops that you need in the fourth quarter. And that especially shines true in the last five minutes of the game when in many situations against more talented teams, the Grizzlies were either coming back, they had taken the lead or they had the lead, but they gave it up because they just didn't have enough impactful play in the fourth quarter. Well, now you've got four of the biggest reasons why you have one of the best defenses in the league, plus obviously John Morant. So even if DeAnthony Melton is just used in certain situations in the fourth quarter, you obviously have laid out the way to use him. If you need shooting in the fourth quarter to try to get back in a game, utilize Desmond Bain. Utilize DeAnthony Melton and Desmond Bain at the same time because of how well they shoot the three. But if you have a lead, if the Grizzlies have a lead going into the fourth quarter, there should be no reason why DeAnthony Melton is not in the game. He should be in the game every single time the Grizzlies either have a chance to win in the fourth or to protect a lead in the fourth because of how impactful he is. Again, it'll certainly be something to watch. I do feel that Desmond Bain will have the upper hand to start the season when it comes to starting the games. So the Grizzlies have their best chance of getting off to successful starts, shooting the three through Bain and Jaron and Dylan. But when it comes to those high leverage and closing moments, you need to have your five best players on the court. And that's Jaw, DeAnthony, Dylan, Kyle, and Jaron, in my opinion, on this current Grizzlies roster. And it's not just because of the defensive upside that certainly is there. It's because DeAnthony Melton is one of this is one of this team's best shooters. He was one of the best shooters off the bench in the entire NBA last year. A good chance he's that again this season. But if you could take his overall impact and put it with the Grizzlies' best talents in the moments that mean the most this season. That'll be a huge development, not only for Taylor Jenkins, but also DeAnthony Melton himself, and will give the Grizzlies their best chance to win in games that they're going to need to win 
to be able to exceed expectations once again and make the playoffs. So obviously, there's numerous reasons, too many to mention, too many to count, that DeAnthony Melton needs to be featured more. We'll certainly see if that's going to be the case this year. He got off to a great start tonight. Grayson being in Milwaukee certainly helps that case. But even if DeAnthony Melton is not starting, as long as he is being utilized, when the, when the minutes mean the most, for the Grizzlies to create their biggest advantage, that to me is what matters the most. If Taylor Jenkins is doing that consistently, I view that as growth for both the for, for Taylor Jenkins, but also a chance to grow even more into a valuable, valuable commodity moving forward for DeAnthony Melton. Hopefully, we'll get to see that on plenty of occasions this year. Of course, we can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast. You can find myself at StatsSAC on Twitter, the show at Locked on Grizz. Obviously, here on YouTube, the show is available whenever you want it. But make sure after making Locked on Grizzlies your first listen of the day, check out Locked on Fantasy. If you want to know a person who has certainly been campaigning to the level very few have for DeAnthony Melton to get more minutes. It's Josh Lloyd, your number one source when it comes to fantasy basketball. Check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball as your second listen of the day after Locked On Grizzlies. We'll be back with you tomorrow talking about the game of the Grizzlies traveling to Charlotte to face the Hornets. Plus, our player preview series continues on with Kyle Anderson. Hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast and Locked On Grizzlies YouTube channel. Don't forget to get that subscribe button.